So there's one thing that I learned this weekend watching the Super Bowl, and I'm just really passionate about this topic. Like during the Super Bowl, I just kept thinking about it, and I'm tired of it, Jamar. I'm tired of it. Is it? Is it? Is it Rihanna at the halftime show? Because that was great. I enjoyed it. I liked it. We can talk about that, but now that's actually not it. Um, no. Okay. Okay. You want to know what I'm really tired of? What are you really tired of, bro? Jackson Mahomes. Like, bro, go away. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Is that the brother's name? Yeah, that's the brother's name. Would you believe me? I never knew his name. I mean, you're fortunate for that because... He annoys like, me, so I just choose not to learn about him. Like, the just the way that his father looked at him with disdain. Like, he, they, you know, the family should be celebrating as, you know, their son, brother, Patrick. It's named as Super Bowl MVP, but just the father looks upon his son with disdain as he twerks on TikTok. In the middle of the field, like or whatever the hell he was doing. He, I, I, he wait. He, he was doing some dumbass TikTok dance, like. In the background. It, I I know. I think I know the dance. They look like. It, uh, I'm stumbling over my words, but also I'm just very flabbergasted by that young man's choices in life at this point. Like, bro, if I if my brother was the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. I would be doing everything that I possibly could to become a great quarterback or something like that. This man decides to be a TikTok influencer and do do dances and such and just be a relative pain in the ass to everybody. His wife, too. Like, I did. Patrick Mahomes is great. But them two men, like, I, I know that it's the popular thing to hate on them, but, like, there's merit to it. <laughs> Oh no! I, I honestly, I was talking to my girlfriend about them the, uh, earlier today, and I'm like, they both annoy the shit out of me. Like, if I was Patrick Mahomes, I'd punch my brother in the face. Yeah, and then his wife spraying champagne all over the crowd when it was like negative degrees outside that one time. Like, yeah, like girl, move, get away from me. Nothing <laughs> about either of you, bro. This has nothing to do with either of you. Just enjoy it quietly. Sit there, eat your hot dog nachos, drink a beer, do whatever it is you do, and shut up. Watch watch magic happen on the field as two black men, two black quarterbacks, battle it out for the Super Bowl trophy in Black History Month. Love that. And what an amazing game that was, and what a performance. Oh, Oh, um, both of them put on a show. Jalen Hurts proved everybody wrong. Anybody who had any uh, doubts or felt like Jalen Hurts just wasn't the quarterback, Jalen Hurts did everything in his power to win that game Sunday. And honestly, the defense let him down. Yeah, that's very true. Um, what are your thoughts on that holding call? Like, did you agree with that call there at the end? That, that was a hold. It didn't. That hold didn't change anything, but it was a hold. I, I agree. I think that one thing is, is like, you can't get mad at the refs for not looking at the context of the game when making a call. Like, we get mad when they miss calls, and now we're going to get mad when they make a correct call just because yeah. they made the correct call at an inconvenient time. Yeah, like, yeah it happened. It's because it's always one of those, well, you didn't call it here. Why are you calling it here? That's exactly why I'm calling it. I'm calling it now because I didn't call it earlier when it was actually being, when it was an actual holding penalty. 
I'm calling it now, and it's another actual holding penalty. Y'all are just mad because I'm calling it at this point in time. But it's it's legit. That was a legit hold. He did it twice, really. Yeah, and he admitted it after the game that he grabbed a hold of the jersey and that it was a hold. Yeah, and he was like, "I just hope they. I was just hoping they would let it slide." Can you imagine his face when he uh when he got the script before the game? <laughs> Bro, he probably didn't even think he was. Uh, he probably felt like this wasn't his line. He felt like that shouldn't have been his line. He should have had the other line. <laughs> like that to him, this whole script, that whole script need to be rewritten because that's not his line. He doesn't want he doesn't want that line. He wants a new one. <laughs> yeah. Overall, though, I do think that the Chiefs were very deserving. Uh, Chiefs won the game by a score of thirty-eight to thirty-five on a last-second field goal. Uh, the overall, great situational awareness by Jarek McKinnon taking that knee at the goal line right before they were about to score a touchdown there so they could give the Eagles zero time to get the ball back and potentially make a comeback. I'm going to be honest with that's a great play but I'm going to be honest with you couldn't have been me. Couldn't have been you. You would have been like have been I, I'm scoring a touchdown. I'm scoring this touchdown. This is the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'm ever coming back. I'm scoring a touchdown. Couldn't have been me. Y'all, yeah, my team, my my teammates would have just had to hate me. My coach would have had to cuss me out. I'm scoring the touchdown. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Like, there's no way that I'm going to go down right there. And it, it, they would have won the game either way. I believe they would have won. The I don't game. think. Yeah, I don't think it would have changed anything. I think it would have made it a, a little bit tougher because yeah. now they have to drive the length of the field as opposed to you know just getting in the field goal range. Granted, like you said, they you know took all the time off the clock, so that wasn't even an option. But Fuck it, bro. If, if we go that far, if we end up going into overtime. Fuck it. I guess you just want well, to uh, in your own hands there. That's true, too. That's And I understand that, and I respect that, but Jamar is going to score a touchdown. <laughs> Jamar scored a touchdown. I'm not, hum- I'm not humble enough. Yeah, I don't think that I would be humble enough either, but you know what? Mm-hmm. That's probably why neither of us play professional sports. That's exactly why. I guess you got to be a better team player for that, but overall, like, that was a a very exciting ending. I was uh, playing in a Super Bowl block pool and that ending him taking the knee at the goal line. I was literally yelling for him to stop. I'm like, somebody stop him. Stop, stop, stop. He takes the knee. And I'm like, let's go. Cause I knew that I needed a field goal to win $125. So I was very happy about that. Came out. Can, I, can I also say I liked, uh, so I had like gripes with Greg Olson. I thought he was a boring commentator. Now I will say I didn't listen to a lot of his like, commentating over the year. I think I just listened to like maybe two games that he had commentated and I wasn't a fan. I I see Greg Olson in a new light after the Super Bowl. I, I liked I liked his commentating. I liked his commentating. I liked his insight, his insight and input and things. Like he didn't just sound like he was rambling. I think he would be better with a uh, more exciting play-by-play guy. Yeah. I I would have taken Joe Buck with Greg Olson probably personally. Yeah, definitely. I, I could see that. I don't know. I just I get really into like the Jim Nance, Tony Romo thing because they feed off of each other's energy. And I think that that's yeah, they like, do. What need to have in the broadcast booth like that's That's the broadcast booth of the future right there. Uh, but Greg Olson did a fantastic mm-hmm. job on the call of that game. Uh, the execution by the NFL was just it. You know, it felt like a really good Super Bowl Sunday. Now it should be national holiday. Mm-hmm. It really should be. I was listening to the big game soundtrack and everything like it was Christmas music, man. I'm <laughs> Meadowlark Media, big game musical or whatever the hell. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a great that was a great game. I, the most lackluster thing about the entire Super Bowl were the commercials. I did not pay attention to a single. There's commercial. only one commercial I paid attention to, and it was the Tubi commercial. Oh my god! Oh, uh, and I I thought that I thought we changed the channel, bro, and I was flipping out. I, everybody across the nation was collectively flipping out in that moment, bro. <laughs> Literally, we're sitting there because it just so happened that so I was at my brother's house. My brother's wife had just grabbed the remote, I think, to turn the volume up or something like that. But then we saw it going to the Tubi thing, and everybody's like, bro, what? No, 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 stop. What are you doing? No. <laughs> just full on, like, the whole party is freaking out. Like, why are you changing the channel right now? This is the Super Bowl. What's going on? And it took us probably about 10, 15 minutes to figure out that that was a motherfucking commercial. Bro, it took me, it took until, like, basically, like, the last little few seconds. Right? We were like, oh, shit, this is a commercial. <laughs> Because my friend, I was at my friend's house, and he um he has a smart TV, but he could put it on his phone, put the game on his phone, and then, like, you know, try and have it transferred to the television. So when that started happening, I'm like, bro, bro, where's your phone? Where's your phone? You're you're doing something. I don't know what you're doing. Not contemplating the fact that that's not even how his TV is set up, you know, because that was Roku style. Yeah. And it wasn't even... His TV wasn't even set up like that, but I was throwing a fit. And then we both, everybody collectively, oh, shit, this is a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we were freaking out trying to change it back. Like, didn't know what was going on. It, it, good advertising by 2B TV. Yeah, good job. Been. Don't Never ever do that again. Do that on your own time. Don't do that when I'm watching the Super Bowl. Exactly. Like, bro, what? Great idea. Never do that shit again. Yeah, you get a pass this one time, but I swear if you ever do it again, it's your ass. It's a wrap. <laughs> I thought that somebody, so this would be a fun prank, right? Because, you know, a Roku remote, it works on all Rokus. I thought right. he just decided to go out during the Super Bowl and start, like, you know, just getting near houses and hitting the remote just to fuck with people. Because that yeah. would be the hilarious thing to do on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. But it, it, that got me. That got me. And look, now we're here <laughs> talking about it on the podcast and right. the advertisement. Did you, um, did you think it was going to be that high scoring? Yes, I, I did. I had the over on that game. Like a lot of people were saying under 60. I knew that it was going to be over for sure. I actually called it being, I had 36, 31 or something like that. Like on one of my bets that I made. I, I'm pissed because if I, two things had to happen and it didn't, and I got screwed. I didn't pick over. I picked under. So I, you know, automatically lost there, but I had Gainwell to score one of the touchdowns. Me too. And they called that one back. And I would have had it on back-to-back because I had Gainwell and Kelsey yeah, scoring touchdowns. And I would have had that. I had Pat Mahomes getting two tutties. That would have happened. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it sucks. It's unfortunate. It was unfortunate. Bro, I ain't, I didn't really lose much. So it's not like I'm crying wolf. It wasn't nothing crazy. Like one of my five bucks. Plays, I'd have won over $1,000 and. It had Jalen Hurts scoring two plus touchdowns, and then he scored three. But one of the things that I had is I think I, I had the Chiefs running back like under on uh, rush yards, and he went over. Oh, uh, Pacheco. Yeah. Yeah, he had a he had a good game, which is surprising because I've been uh, following this guy on Twitter that posts like spreadsheets and stuff for gambling. Like he tells you like <laughs> over their last five games and over their last ten games, like how right. they've hit or haven't hit like a certain mark. So mm-hmm. it spreads like 3.5. It'll be like, yeah, three out of the last 10 games, he actually didn't hit that 3.5 mark. I'm like, all right, bet. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm betting on. 
but didn't work out for me last night. Yeah, it happens, man. It happens. Yeah. But you know, any other surprises that went down in the Super Bowl that I can think of? The kick of destiny was a lot more lame than I thought it was going to be. Not thought- even going to hold you. I didn't even see that. Yeah, so I missed the commercial. I had to go back today and like pull it up just to see what happened. I thought that he was going to kick it like on the field during halftime. And I like, thought that's how that was supposed to go. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was a third quarter commercial. Like kind of stupid. Not going to lie. It wasn't about, oh, you know what though? You know what? Now that I think about it, I, I, I still believe that, but now that I think about it, they did tell him in a commercial you're kicking the halftime. So uh, it should, uh, looking back on it, we should have known that it was going to yeah. be a commercial thing. Should have paid more attention to it. It's all good. It didn't matter. I didn't Irrelevant. know it was going to be on a fake football field in the middle of the desert in <laughs> to be like the worst 1950s football like uniform that I've ever seen. Yeah, he caught himself being stylish, showing out. Gronk's having a lot of fun in his retirement, man. And uh, good for him. I guess. <laughs> I I would like to know how like I was asked this question. My girlfriend asked me this question, and it was a very interesting question. She was like, would you rather want to lose in the Super Bowl, or would you... Oh, well, let me say, which one would hurt the most, losing in a Super Bowl or losing in the game that would take you to the Super Bowl? Hmm. And... I, so I, the question is, what would hurt you the most, not would you rather... Yeah, just what would hurt the most? Would it hurt more to go to the Super Bowl and lose, or would it hurt to be right on the edge of making the Super Bowl and then losing? I think be right on the edge, especially if it's like a last-second thing because you never know if you're going to get back. Like, if you lose the Super Bowl, you still played in a Super Bowl. But I think that never making it to a Super Bowl is worse than losing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I can see that. I think I said I think I said losing in the Super Bowl. I think I said losing in the Super Bowl because that shit, uh, I could just, that, uh, it just hurts my heart. It would just hurt me so, so vigorously. Like, I know losing right before you get to the Super Bowl would probably be a little bit more painful because it's like, shit, I was right there. We could have, I could have, we could have did this and then I would have made it and then we could have probably won. And, you know, the always, the, it's always the what ifs that come up. I don't know. I think I felt like I said losing in the Super Bowl because it's like, I got here, I made it. And we either, you know, didn't play well or I felt like I didn't play well and that's why we lost or something like that and I would just feel so I would be so hurt I'd be so hurt if I lost the Super Bowl yeah I ooh, I don't know why this came to my mind but I'm like all right so would you rather not go to the game and your team wins or you go to the game and your team might lose my team might lose yeah Guaranteed. Uh, so you got free tickets. Guaranteed uh-huh. dub if you don't go. Uh-huh. Or take a gamble and you got tickets on the fifty yard line. Like I'm going to that fucking game. I'm on the fifty. I'm going to that game. I'm sorry that we might lose. But I'm going to the game. Mm-mm. That's what about press box. I think because we've done those, I feel like I'd still want to go because that experience is uh, at the Super Bowl. out of this world. Yeah, I think the, the experience of going to the, a Super Bowl game would be out of this world. 
Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to the game. I'm, say, I, I'm, I, I'm going because, like, I, you, you, you never know. Like, it's the same thing with what you were saying. Like, you never know if you're going to get there again or if you don't go or what have you. I never know if I'm going to be able to get back to a Super Bowl game. And I got these tickets for free. I'm, I'm either in the press box or at the 50. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I, that's, a, that's an experience of a lifetime. The same way that all these folks out here, you know, getting these Beyonce tickets because it's an experience of a lifetime. That's how I feel about the Super Bowl. You know what made me think of that question? What's that? I was thinking about the time that we drove to fucking New Hampshire. <laughs> leaving at like two o'clock in the morning, driving all the way to New Hampshire just to lose five to one in a soccer championship game. And then having to drive all the way back. Falling asleep while I'm driving through Connecticut. <laughs> oh, God, it was so bad. It was, that was a rough. I'm glad we made it there and back, bro. That was a rough. It, it, on the way back was rough. Going wasn't that bad. It's But that's how it always is. On the way back, it's like, shit. I got this long, we got this long ass drive. We were all ready to fight each other on the way back. I'm trying to keep the window open so I stay awake. And Ian's like, close the fuck. It was really, it was really just, it was really just Ann. Like, we was just about to fight Ann. Like, I was cool, but him complaining about the damn window was just getting, I'm like, yo, let him drive with the window down, dog. Like, he needs it down so he can drive. Like, I'd rather him have that. Off the road, bro. <laughs> you said I what? I literally veered off the road momentarily. Like I need this. Yeah, like let let just you, if you so put the heat directly on you, curl up in a ball and go to sleep. <laughs> You're just gonna have to deal with being cold, man. Yeah, I wasn't even mad when you told me your reason. Like, cause you said it from the jump. Like, hey, I cracked my window. I need it so that I can drive. Okay, that's fine. I can live with that because I'd rather you do whatever it takes to get us there safely than you say, oh. I got, you know, the windows rolled up so everybody can be warm. And now I'm, you know, we're going to crash. Like, nah, nah, I'm not having that. That shit was putting me straight to bed. I was so warm and comfy. I did, we should have just gotten a hotel room, bro. We should have just crashed. Look at, looking back on it, we definitely should have. We definitely should have looking back on it, but like, whatever. Next day, go to sleep, wake up, go home. Like, mm, yep. Oh, we was we we was chasing championships back in the day, doing anything. Yeah, yo, he's like, I'm I'm going to this. I'm yeah. finding a way. If I can get tickets or if I can get a press pass, I'm going. Oh, Dude, I'd like to do that now. I wouldn't mind going to one of these USFL games either. I wouldn't mind it. I want to go to an XFL game. Do you think we could get press passes for XFL? Like, do you think we could do a live <sighs> podcast from Audi Field? If they gave us a chance, yeah, I'd be down to do that. I'd absolutely be down because they they would play on what like a Saturday, right? Yeah, they would play on like a Saturday, go like that, set up. Over I there. Could, yeah, I could absolutely do that. That'd be that'd be fun. That would be fun. Just gotta see if we can find find a way to get in touch with them. Put that. We'll, we'll file that away for later. Yeah, that'll be a thing. Is there any other points we have on the Super Bowl that you want to get to? Uh, other than the fact that they did us dirty with some of the, the bets. <laughs> I didn't like the halftime show. Oh, well, I'm not going to say I didn't like it. Let me, uh, let me let me walk that back a little bit. If I feel like it could have been done better or it could have been there could have been more to it. There could have been more to it. I, I think that a lot of that sounded pre-recorded. Um, I'm not going to accuse Rihanna of lip syncing, but it sounded very, very similar to the, like, you know, to the track that you listen to. Maybe she's just really good at duplicating, but a lot of people don't sound like that live compared to, uh, 
compared to the actual track. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but overall, like, I think that if I knew it was just going to be Rihanna, I could have adjusted my expectations. I because, swore like, they said it was going to be somebody else. I thought that there was going to be. I swore. because, And I've never known a, a halftime show to have just one performer. And that's the thing. So, like, Rihanna did great. She picked great songs. There was a lot of yeah. ones I knew and liked. That's oh, not- what I was I was in my I was in the living room jamming to some real I was jamming. People uh, you know, people are gonna attack me. They're gonna be like, Oh yeah, you know, Rihanna's the greatest. You just don't like her. No, it's not that. Like I'd be out here, like I'll listen to Rihanna sometimes. That's not the problem. The problem is is that when you have a halftime show like we had last year, where you mm-hmm. had Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary Descent, like, all of them. All of them. That halftime show was amazing. And then you follow it up with just Rihanna. Like, I'm not saying that just Rihanna is bad. She's like one of the most internationally recognizable singers, one of the most achieved artists of all time. I'm not trying to take that away from her whatsoever. But eh, it was just it, it, it was good, but it wasn't Super Bowl halftime show good. If that was a Rihanna concert, she killed that shit. But Super Bowl halftime, it was mid. It was mid. And I'm not afraid to say that. Okay. I I'm I don't I don't have anything against your uh, opinion of it. Like that's a fair opinion. And you're not the only one that said that. I've had a couple people I talked to that said that I enjoyed her halftime show. I felt the production of it was phenomenal. I did like that. Production from from her from the yes, from the start of her being up on the platform. Although I peeped that belly early, I was yeah. scared as hell for her. Everybody did. I think everybody peeped that like right away. As soon as she came on the screen, I heard people talking about baby bump. Uh, yeah, that's and I look because I I was looking hard. I'm like I'm sitting there, I squinted looking. I'm like, I think she's pregnant again. And I and I, I'm I'm sitting there, and then I got on Twitter and I seen somebody else like, is she pregnant? And I said, is she pregnant? I'm like, all right, I'm not tripping. I'm like, yeah, she's definitely pregnant. The whole Twitter was talking like, and her unborn child. I saw this on Facebook, so. I, know what you, I already know what you're about to say. Go ahead. child has been to more Super Bowls than the Dallas Cowboys in the last <laughs> 25 years. Oh, I love the internet. Yeah, yo, that was that that was a funny that was a funny little tidbit that they put out there. Yeah. But yeah, she her I love the choreography that uh, that they did for her. And like I think we have to also include the fact that she was pregnant. So like I feel like the show couldn't have been as great as it should have been. Partially due to the fact that she was pregnant. And I had somebody ask, well, like, you know, they should have replaced her. And that. I'm like, well, first of all, the Super Bowl uh, halftime show was made well in advance to this. Yeah. <laughs> like, way in advance. So it wasn't no change in her getting around that. She was just going to perform as was. Hmm. It's like a whole year of planning. Like, she probably did. Like, she right. wasn't even pregnant when she took the gig. Like, and that money was probably already in her bank account by the time mm-hmm. she did yep. If she is indeed pregnant, I don't think that we've received any confirmation. Like maybe she just been eating a lot of Taco Bell lately. Let's just. Uh, I, I think there was confirmation. I have to look. I'm not going to speculate because I'm not going to sit there and say I looked and said she's definitely pregnant. But I think it was announced uh, on some platforms that she's pregnant with baby number two. And if that's the case, ASAP Rocky wasted zero time. Yeah. Zero time. He wasted no time. Is that who she's with? And, yeah, that's. Uh, I think are they married, engaged? Yeah, I, I know they're together, but yeah, yep. ASAP Rocky. 
You know that they have a yearly festival every year, and she's from Barbados, right? I got that. Believe so. Hold up, I'm not, I don't want to get this. I'm, wrong. Say, I'm not saying I'm not gonna say that she is. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm like 90, 99% sure, but let me just get confirmation so I don't say the wrong nation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's from Barbados. Um, but do you know that they have, like, a yearly festival for her? No, I did not know that. They have, like, a national holiday in Barbados where there's, like, a festival, like, and a parade and everything, uh, like, in the honor of Rihanna. And, like, every other year she actually, like, goes to the festival. That's tough. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I found that out yesterday, I think, when I was listening to Levitard's podcast. Oh, did you know that there was, like, you could place a bet on what song she was going to sing first? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't making that bet. (laughs) I would have chose Umbrella, and I'm pretty sure I would have been wrong. You were wrong, because I I, forgot what was the song. I don't remember what she can't. I know she sang Umbrella, but I don't don't think she sang first. (laughs) Nah, that wasn't first. Oh, I'm mad. I can't think of what the song was. But anyway, I saw a thing where it said somebody bet like $3,000 on it and only won like eight bucks. Yeah, I did see that. I saw that same thing. Yeah. And I was like, what? I don't I don't understand the betting of an insurmountable amount of money to get not even half of that back. I better at least get like a hundred, you know, or I better at least get 50% like return, like 50%. Yeah. If I bet a hundred dollars, I better at least get 150 back or I'm not making that bet. I'm I'm with that because like you didn't win shit. Like, do y'all know the math behind that? (laughs) Like you don't win. Like just because you got the same amount back that you bet doesn't mean you won anything. That's how you know that you have a gambling problem. No, for real. You have a gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Please. Yeah, like, you should not be taking risks like that. Like, that is insane. $3,000, like, that's a lot of money to risk just for fucks, like, to a homeless person. (laughs) Yeah, but Pat Mahomes gets another Super Bowl win, another MVP. I think he is the first... NFL MVP to win the Super Bowl MVP since Kurt Warner did it in 99. Was it 99? Yes. That? Yeah, Kurt Warner did that. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I figured that Tom Brady would have done that. No, he won it. The one year he won MVP, that's when I think they went on the undefeated streak and then they lost to the Giants. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a time that was. What a time. I remember watching that Super Bowl. I was pissed. I was pissed. Super Bowls. I was hyped. I was fucking pissed. I used to hate Tom Brady so much before he lost or before he left the Patriots. I think because everybody hated the Patriots. I mean, there are people who also hated Tom Brady, but like they really hated the Patriots. Once he separated himself from the Patriots, he actually became more of a person. But yeah, now he out here wild and taking pictures, basically damn near naked. Yeah, that's a little weird. But yeah, you too old for that, bro. You forty plus years old. Come on, come on, bro. Come on, dog. Have you seen the the Tom Brady movie yet? Did you see that? There's a movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's called Eighty for Brady. I haven't seen it yet, but it's like a whole like for some reason he's a patriot in the movie, 
And it's a bunch of old ladies that are like going to the Super Bowl to see Tom Brady. I don't know. I, I I've seen like a million commercials for it, but I haven't actually like watched the movie. And I, I was just curious because I, I want to know if it's worth watching or not. Eighty for Brady. I've never even heard that. I still have to watch the thirty for thirty for the Ravens. Bro, that was a great documentary. Did we talk about that yet? Like, no, about no, I haven't seen it, so I can't even talk about it. But I've just heard that it's really good, and I had I have plans on probably. I actually, I'll probably watch it tonight. To be honest with you, I'm gonna tell you some good shit, bro. I I, I shed some tears for Goose, bro. Oh man! Yeah. At least he he so he got he got to be interviewed and stuff. It was a bro. The so it was an on stage event. The on stage event was a. I oh, know. I know exactly. I was playing. I I thought about going to that. I know exactly what you're talking about. They had like a, a little panel thing. Yep. Yeah. And so, like most of the documentary is that event, and it was a month before he died, and it was so sad. Damn. Because, like you know, I barely, barely, barely remember that Super Bowl. Like I was three years old when that Super Bowl happened, bro. Sheesh. But I remember a little bit of it. I remember the party we had for it. (laughs) I definitely remember the party because I remember the cake. I've just always known about Goose. Like, like you hear the stories and everything like that. And then to talk about that Super Bowl, like unfiltered the way that he was talking about it. It was it was it was nice to see, you know, Ray Lewis was there and Shannon Sharp was there. That was great. Like the, the the Shannon Sharp parts of the documentary are hilarious too. Like I believe it. I, I forget one of the uh, defensive players does like an impression of Shannon Sharp, and it's fucking. Oh 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 oh! I know what you're talking about. Oh, who is it? Who did it? I gotta look it up. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, the I, it had me laughing. It got me emotional. And then like hearing Trent Dilfer talk about being let go after that year, and then I completely forgot that we got Gerbeck as our quarterback right after that. Ew. And then bro retired. No. I, I had just forgotten about that part. Like I kind of, yeah, it's, it's me cracking open a beer. Um, <laughs> I just completely forgot about everything between like the end of that Super Bowl run and Kyle Bowler. Like that, that. Oh God. Fuck Kyle Bowler, bro. Moment. And like Kyle Bowler isn't even something that I really wanted to remember. It's just kind of like dramatically inserted into my brain because I had to watch Kyle Bowler play quarterback for my football team. Yeah, he's so and, awful. Oh, by the way, that that defensive player was Tim Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tim, I knew it was Johnson. I just didn't remember his first name. Yeah, yeah Tim Johnson. That was hilarious. And then yeah, um, he was spot on with it too. I just completely forgot about like all of the history between that. And then Kyle Bowler coming in, and then that was just a being hot ass cheeks. Yeah, everything from 2008 onward, though, vivid, absolutely vivid. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, that's when things got really good so for a while, like a good longevity of of I don't want to say greatness, but just a longevity of good football play. Yeah, and it was also like you know, Brian Billick. You know, seeing him interact with players hilarious as well. Great documentary overall. Yeah, I, I yeah, definitely definitely plan to check that out. But now I think that's enough NFL stuff for today. I think think that's all. We can talk about you know off season things at another t- you know next week. But I think I think that's I think it for now. 
Well, you know that, that that that's a full NFL season from us that just wrapped. Yeah, it's yeah, that sucks, bro. Bro, I mean, like I I can do combine stuff and all that stuff, but God, I have to wait months for football now. Yeah, I mean, we'll get a little bit of XFL in there. We'll get a little bit. Of- yeah, 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 USFL is coming up in like what two weeks? I think if so. That- I didn't watch USFL last year, so. I didn't watch it, but apparently a lot of people got picked up from USFL and were on like NFL teams. I'm sure, but now it's now it's really basketball season right now. Yes, basketball is time to shine, bro. And I'm excited. Yes, especially since go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, we haven't had a lot of room to talk about uh, NBA all year. We haven't had any room to talk about it except for like last week. Obviously, we had a really long NBA episode. I'm excited to be able to talk about the NBA now, like, and put my full attention to it. It is time. <laughs> it is time. And the trade deadline has come and gone. But we really got to get into the NBA now because now we got new faces and new places. Absolutely. And what new face is more unexpected and more talked about right now than AD? Going to the Suns, bro. Ooh, which is where he wanted to go if they were if they would have traded him before the season started. Yep. Phoenix was on his list, his very short list. Your road, your Nuggets road in the West is it just got a lot harder. You know what's so funny? I'm more worried about the Suns than I am the Mavericks. Oh well, yeah, you for should. for obvious reasons. The Mavericks but, bad. Yeah, you know, you, you you know when they had a Kyrie, their their odds just jumped up through the fucking roof for whatever reason. Oh, why? I no no clue why. I think it went from fourteen to one to like six and one or some crap like that. And I just don't understand it. But yeah, that KD trade is is massive. It's a massive trade. Um, that's a that's a very interesting lineup that you got there. Now you got Eaton, you got Durant. You've got Booker, you've got CP3. It's a really powerful forward. Yeah, that's a that's a tough tough lineup, but that means their bench is thin. That is true. They do. Well, they, they still got they still got Crowder. No, he's play? gone. Crowder, Crowder, Mikael Bridges, and Cam Johnson are gone. Hmm. That one's uh. Yeah, that's hard on their bench, especially with KD's injury history the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker's been in out of lineup along with CP3. Like, I think it's a good pickup, but outside of that starting lineup, you expect them to do what? Like, what do you think the bench is going to do? Because the bench is weak. I I agree with that. I don't really know how their bench is going to perform. Um. I just want to look at their last game and kind of see. Because KD hasn't played a game for them yet, right? Not that I know of. Let's see. Yeah, he didn't play the last game. They had Booker, Paul, Aiton, Okogi, and Craig was their starting lineup. And then they had Wright as their sixth man. I don't know, though. Like, think about it this way. Like, you're probably going to put, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Okogi. Yeah, it's Jeff Okogi or Okugi. I think it's Okogi. Okugi, Okogi. Either way, Jeff. Um, 
like uh, one of those forwards is going to be good off of the bench for them. I mean, they've they're not superstar six player of the year type players, but you know they've got Okogi who's twenty four years old and having himself you know a decent season. It's not an all star season, but he could be uh, pretty good off the bench with his six points a game that he's averaging, and that. And, and never mind. I'm trying to convince myself. I. I uh yeah i'm the uh, so obviously do you think the nets won their overall because they made like those two trades with you know trading away um crap trading away kevin durant and Kyrie. do you think the nets collectively between those two like deals won their trade like won that overall trade deal dis like just dishing them out because they got plenty of draft picks in the process as well as uh some good young core players to keep because michael bridges and cam johnson's is a nice ad- a nice addition like even without uh even without Durant and uh irving they've been competing like you know yeah um i forgot the kids who what's the kid's name that's been shooting lights out the last couple of games Oh man. Um oh, what is his name? Why yeah, can't we okay. think of nobody's name today? <laughs> I, don't I don't think that he's playing Cam much. Thomas. Oh, Cam Thomas? Yeah. He's been shooting. He's had like at least 25 points in the last two or three games since they did that trade. Yeah, tonight he's only played 10 minutes and scored 7. But you know their lineup it's not great, but they've got, you know, Bridges, they've got Johnson, they've got Claxton and Dinwiddie. Like, those are some really good pieces to build off of, especially, like, considering they're doing a full rebuild right now. And they're competing night in and night out so far since the trade deadline. With them being in the East, it, should be, it shouldn't be a problem, though. Exactly. Like, they, they're going to be a playoff team this year still, unless something goes really wrong. But, like... Look, on Saturday, they only lost by three points to the uh, 76ers. Mm. The Bulls on Thursday after the trade. So, like, it, it's going to be – it's not going to be a painful year for them, I guess is my point. No, I don't think it will be either. I think, like, they still have a ch- – like, I think it, at worst, they make the play-in. Yeah. At worst, they make the play. At worst. Like right now, they're sitting pretty good. They're 10 games over 500. Like, they could... It's going to be hard for them. They could go 500 the rest of the way and still be pretty well-seated in the East right now. Because who does the East really even have with all these people besides the Celtics? Like, the Nets are a five seed. Like The, Cel- the, the Sixers are the same as always. Like, Milwaukee... They didn't do anything at the trade deadline, did they? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I think they got rid of George Hill. Yeah, they didn't do anything spectacular. Yeah, they they got rid of dead weight. Who's <laughs> behind them in the East right now? Like you've got the Heat, they're not impressive. The Knicks, they're playing close right now. The Hawks, who not that impressive. Wizards, Hawks are mediocre. Wizards are mediocre. Raptors are mediocre. The Bulls are mediocre. The Pacers are mediocre. The Magic are bad. The Pistons are horrible. And the Hornets are abysmal. Like, they don't really have to worry too much about falling out of the standing. Are they going to win a championship this year? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. not. Are they going to get knocked out in the first round as the five seed? Possibly. Most likely. Here's what looks like to knock them out. But for this team right now, you think you're going to have a bunch of young guys that are going to get some playoff experience. 
to go into the offseason. If you can flip Ben Simmons, you turn this thing around quick. Good luck with that, though. I don't care if you trade Ben Simmons and you get a fifth string bench guy and you give up like a pick or two to get him off your roster. If they can do that and start with a clean slate, maybe take somebody in free agency, get a building block around there. Like they can turn into a scary team right away. And like, the thing is that the nets are likable now. It's crazy. What happens when you get rid of all the toxic stuff in the room and now people like you again. Yeah, I hated the Nets, and now I'm just like, you know what? They're actually kind of cool. Did you see the post where James Harden made a comment, and he was like, now me leaving doesn't look so crazy. Like, I just got the hell out of there before anybody else did. Yeah, and you can't really blame him. He's right. He's 100% right. Like, I never blamed him for wanting to get out of there in the first place. It was Kyrie and Durant that I had, you know, that was like, oh, they're crying, this, that, and the third. And they were. But I don't blame James Harden for trying to get out of a toxic situation. I don't either. I mean, he ended up in Philly. <clears throat> Not that it's been a great time for him. He hasn't played god awful. He did like his first little, you know, the first because he got there last year. So the rest of his time in Philly was mediocre. This year he's played a thousand times better. Yeah. Um, that team is just not built to win. Not with Doc Rivers as their head coach. Yeah, I mean, they're a decent team. They're probably not a championship team. They'll be there past the first round more than likely. Yeah, but it's just going to be the same thing. We're going to get you to, like, the second round, or you might even make it to the championship, uh, the uh, conference championships, and then you're going to get booted. Yeah. Because they're not beating the Celtics. They're not beating Milwaukee. And and uh, what are they, third after that? Like, they can beat everybody else, but those two teams, they're not beating. They're definitely not beating the Celtics. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I think the Celtics kind of have a cakewalk into the NBA Finals this year. I think they do, too. The West is going to be the one we, who's who's coming out because you got the Nuggets, you got the Suns, you got uh, Golden State. If they, you know, when Steph comes back, if they can stay afloat and push themselves up, they're still always an option yeah. to win. Um, I don't think the Grizzlies can win it, but, you know, they're they're competitive. They're tough. Like they they're a piece away. I think I just think they're not mentally there yet. Yeah. I think they just got it. And I do agree with you. I think there's like a piece missing. They need another like playmaking score. Yeah. I've heard rumors uh Mello might go to the Suns. It's just a rumor. Trying to go get a ring there. I wouldn't blame him. I want him to come back to Denver so bad. You know who's a real threat in the West now though? Who the Jazz? No. <laughs> Who is that? The Los Angeles Lakers, my friend. I think that they're going to wind up being in the mix. It's gonna be a scary, how much scary of it do you think they'll be in the mix? It's gonna be a scary low seed for any team to play in the playoffs. I think so. I haven't obviously, like you know, we haven't seen LeBron step on the court with this new unit yet. But we get, you know, we got D'Lo now. Got a more well-rounded team and still have a decent bench. Like I'm excited about the Lakers right now and the trades that they made. I know that uh, you're a little bit skeptical, so I'll let you go. I am. I am. I'm. I'm because. Who did you gain, D. D'Angelo Russell? Let's go through who they they gained. We got rid of Pat Bev. We got rid of. Uh, uh, he was the main one. I really was glad it was gone. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hated Patrick Beverly. But you got rid of Pat Bev. You bring in D'Angelo Russell. You bring in um, Mo Bamba. I think that was probably your best pickup, in my opinion. Beasley. Um, you got Malik Beasley. You gained somebody. It's somebody else, isn't it? You got Hachimura. That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. Hachimura. That's cool. Uh, he doesn't really play defense like that, though, but it's fine. Junior. Who joined? Who junior? Corey Brown. Oh, mm. averaging seven points a game so far this season off the bench. Mm. Eh, it's all. I mean, I ain't gonna act like it's the worst pickup. Y'all got rid of Thomas Bryant. Y'all gave him to us for what draft picks? I think. Yeah, something like that. We cleared room. For That's him right. Got, yep, got rid of Russell Wilson. That was another good move, so in my opinion. But yeah, I don't. I, for Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson. Is that what I just said? Yeah, you said Russell Wilson. I'm sorry, Russell Westbrook. Is <laughs> 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 the biggest thing. Like he's not passing the ball. There's at least five or six plays a game where he takes ridiculous shots instead of passing the ball, and just getting that out of our offense, that's five or six more buckets that you're adding per game more than likely. But I don't know, because Mo Bamba never wowed me. Mo Bamba rebounds and be a big body. Yeah, but like, is he an effective big body? I don't know. What do you think of, well, like, what's your opinion on his uh, defense? I think that he plays decent defense. I think it's solid, but I think it can be lackluster at times. Like the same way I feel about the same way. It's it's a little different though. But I'll say like you know how we say AD when when AD turns it on, he can turn it on, yeah. but he doesn't stay like that throughout the whole game. He only stays like that through like a, a um, either a quarter or like a half, mm. and then he loses it. Like with Mo Bamba, he can't turn it on and off. So I feel like. It's more it's more lackluster. Like I think it'll come in flashes, but I don't know how much more he can contribute. Like he's gonna get boys, but I don't think he's gonna score. I feel like he's gonna need to be able to score, and he doesn't necessarily do that particularly well. It's not the worst, but he doesn't do that particularly well. I don't think that he needs to score. I don't think that Mo Bamba's even gonna be starting, honestly. If I'm no, I don't think he's starting either, but I'm saying he's he'll be in for like relief of of AD. So unless you're keeping and I don't think D'Angelo Russell plays that great defense either. But I don't know if when he when they take AD out and bring him in, the only difference it's like they swapped players because Bryant was the scorer who didn't play hardly any defense, and Mobamba is the guy who plays defense but doesn't really score. Yeah, but I think that's it's, okay because you think about it, he's probably going to be playing the minutes where he's matched up against a second string five and he'll be playing a true five. Whereas AD is playing like, you know, that stretch five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, you're saying his, he, he would be relegated to the paint. Whereas AD would be, you know, would come out, can, can and will come out the paint and shoot as opposed to Mo Bamba, who's going to stay in his perimeter yep. or in the vicinity of his area where he's hot, his hot zones, I guess you could say. Yeah, is he I- a liability in the pick and roll? That's a really probably, probably I could definitely give you that. I feel like I feel like that's going to be an issue because they're going to switch. There's going to be switches and it's going to be barbecue chicken, <laughs> barbecue chicken, barbecue chicken. I like Russell. I, I like. Let me say this. I like the pickups y'all made so that y'all can score. Right. 
But I don't know how much better it made you defensively because we've known the Lakers to be they could struggle scoring, but they had defense and they haven't had either one of that this year. Up to this point. And how does Ham incorporate these new players and will he use them properly? There's a lot of questions I have for them. Like it does because I, I, I have I can't make too many comments because I haven't watched enough of like Ham's rotations. Does does the head coach have good rotations? At least better than who last year's coach? <laughs> I think that he is a better coach than um than we had last year. That was a Frank Vogel, wasn't it? <clears throat> I don't yeah. think that up to this point, Ham didn't really have good options on the rotations to make, but but he he was the coach that got Russell Westbrook to be okay with taking a sixth man role and had him playing the best basketball he's played in years in that role. So I got to give him credit for that because he was good at making those substitutions. And I think that another thing that is going to be really exciting from this team is like, now you have somebody who's interchangeable at every position because you've got somebody who can come in and you think about it, you swapping out AD, putting in Mo Bamba. That's a lot better than, you know, what we were doing before, which was Mm -hmm. uh, client. And then we were switching him out. Or, you know, whatever random center that we were putting in that day. LeBron, you take him out. You've got Brown Jr. coming in, who, even though he's only scoring seven points a game, like, he's young, he's hungry, he's learning. Like, that's a really good piece to have there. Obviously, when LeBron's off the court, it's going to be a big drop-off. But you think about who our sixth man's going to be. It's probably going to be Malik Beasley, who's scoring over 13 points. I'm going to say he scores about 15 points a game. And he, and he plays defense. I know that much. He definitely plays some good defense. And that's with Schro- that's with Schroeder and D'Angelo Russell in the backcourt to start the game. So that's not a lot of drop off there. You've got Reeves who's really shown out. I think that the position that we're going to be weakest at is like if we're going to be running Hachimura as like our power forward, I think that that's where we're going to have the weakest rotation at because behind him, trying to think of like how I would do this if I was coaching, I guess like you got. Vanderbilt. Actually, no, that's not a bad drop-off. I'm sorry. Oh, that's the other one. Hey, we got Vanderbilt. I completely forgot about that one. I like Vanderbilt. We drafted him. The Nuggets drafted him. I like Vanderbilt. I didn't like that they gave him away. He's a he's a nice little asset because he can shoot as well as rebound. I like Vanderbilt. <clears throat> yeah, he's young as hell. Yeah, so you think about it, like, this isn't, like, just as a second team, like, let's say we take all the starters off. On the court, you got <laughs> Mo Bamba, Brown Jr., Beasley, Reeves, and Vanderbilt. That's your, like, secondary five. And that is something that the Lakers haven't had. Really, they didn't even have that the season that they won the championship. They've got depth now. They didn't just trade for stars. They traded for the depth, and I think that they did a really good job with that. Okay. I I can see your point. And it makes sense. I just don't know. I, I don't know. I think my issue is just going to be the chemistry of it all and just who actually is going to be who we think they are. Like, is Mo Bamba going to be who we want it, who you, you know, who they expect him to be? Or is he going to flop? Because he's flopped since he's been in uh, Orlando. Yeah. Like, I get that Orlando's a really shitty team, but he was one of those players that was supposed to be good enough not to keep them not to have them winning but his numbers 
should have been better. I know he was hurt, I think, like, what, his first year or two? I know he was hurt, but at the same time, he's played majority this year, and, like, nobody's even said his name frequently like that unless you're literally talking about magic highlights. And even then, his name rarely appears. So I'm critical of him. I like Malik Beasley. Um, Vanderbilt's cool. I just don't know how he is in extended minutes. I know him in garbage time minutes. I don't know what he is in extended minutes when he's actually on the court playing full, you know, regular games. I think he's still kind of learning a little bit, not learning like he doesn't understand the game, but I think it's just some, the, the deeper aspects of the game. I think he's still trying to get into and understand because he definitely has been caught up. He's another one. I said that gets caught up in the pick and roll. He's he struggles when he's switched out on. Yeah, I can definitely um, agree with that. I just I he's like the one that I'm least worried about because like I just think that that was I think that that wasn't like your main course. Like that was you know you got the main course deal no. like just aside. Yeah, I think that he is a high upside pickup. Um, and also they needed to trade Bryant to get some draft picks, so they have a little bit of capital because you know the Lakers have some draft pick issues because they've been trading for everybody. Yeah, they traded like what their last two or three first round picks. Yeah, I just don't think that our success hinges on Mo Bamba. I think that he could definitely contribute to our success like greatly, but I don't think that he can contribute to our demise that much because. Realistically, like there's a lot of centers that you can just go pick up. Like if he's not if he's not cutting it, just go pick up a center that's a free agent. And like really you just need a big body to be there. But if he's at his like if he's at his top of his game and you need to go to a big lineup, have an A D LeBron and Mo Bamba on the court and Hachimura even throw it in there, like think of that big lineup. That's a lot of big bodies. And if they're all hitting on defense, it's gonna be hard to score again when eh. Hard to score against when you go big. That's very true. It's very true. Unless you know, just depends on how the lineups are set up. If they're if the if your opposing team has a quick lineup, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's you're true. gonna be in trouble. But that's that's gonna be something that you just have to deal with because that's just that is what it is. While the Lakers were making changes, let's talk about a team who actually made. One real change, and it kind of confused the hell out of me, and I'm hoping that it justifies itself later on in the road. Bones Highland got traded away from the Nuggets to the Clippers for two second-round draft picks. Why? That's what I want to know. Like, what value did um, that team? That didn't give any value. Um, you just took away our back, our, you know, our backup point guard. Now Ish Smith is playing. He's playing pretty decent. I'm not going to hold you. I, I He's played well, way better than I expected. He can score, but he's also a very good facilitating point guard. And I like that. But there's been talks in the rumor mill that Reggie Jackson is working on a buyout from the Hornets and will be coming to Denver. That will be the piece that I like. The problem with Bones Highland was not necessarily that he was young. Obviously, he's young, so he's going to make mistakes. He as good as a player as he is, it's 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 hot or cold. Right. He's hot or he's cold. And he also makes very stupid decisions. And what I mean by that is he'll bring the ball down the court. And because he made a three on the last the, the last time down, he thinks he can just do it again. And he will jack up a deep three with like 18 seconds left on the shot clock. 
I watch him do it. I've watched him do it. Like it's not a once in a while thing, bro. He does it probably. He probably did it every single game. Happens often. Yeah, and and, and, and I had to watch Westbrook do that a ton. That's it's like what are you? It's like why for what, bro? Like Westbrook will piss me off even more because at least Bones Highland can shoot. Westbrook, you can't shoot threes, bro. Yeah, and it, like, you're not you're not a shooter. You're not a shooter. It doesn't it, like it doesn't make sense, and it doesn't make sense to use up so much to not use up the time on the shot clock to try to run an actual play. Run a play. Stop trying to play ISO ball. This is not. We're not playing in the street. <laughs> We're not playing in the rec room, bro. Like it's 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 a real legitimate game. So he had very bad decision making. He he was very bad at some of his decision making or decisions. And it caused them to just kind of like push him, you know, push him out the door. Also, I think he got pretty pissy when there were talks like it was a rumor that he was getting traded. And I think he got upset about the rumors. And so that kind of put a little bit of a wedge between him and coach Malone, which if you're going to act like that and get out. Yeah. You know, you need to understand that this is a business first and like these things happen. And who's to say, who's to say you were actually going to get traded until you started, you, you had a fit. Like, cause there was, there was talks that he was like, you know, it was some beef going on in the locker room. He had a, he just had a problem with the fact that he could have put, he could potentially be traded. He had a legitimate issue with that. And that was, they were, it was the, it was the easiest way for them to ship him out without anyone the wiser or any, you know, any feedback that would come back on them. But hearing that Reggie Jackson might sign with the Nuggets gives me a little bit better hope for like the point guard depth because Jamal Murray is dealing with knee soreness right now. And he's been playing great since he's come back and I would like him to continue that. So, you know, that'd be cool. But other than that, I like the Thomas Bryant trade because that's a body. He doesn't play defense. Yes, but he does what DeAndre doesn't DeAndre Jordan doesn't do, which is score. Right. Bryant can score. DeAndre Jordan is a lob is a lob bucket. That's about it. I definitely keep forgetting that he still plays. <laughs> Everybody does because I forget. He's old. I forget. He's he's definitely old. Him and him and Blake both old, but Blake is contributing more to his team than DeAndre is for us. I give DeAndre credit when he comes in. He plays good minutes. He does give us a couple lobs. He gets a block or two there, but. He's a liability, in, and I'm going to say it every time for every team. He's a liability in pick and roll. I'm yeah. sure Bryant probably is, too, because he doesn't. his defense is terrible from what from the numbers I found. Where like he, he, Sorry. No, nah, it's like I saw a stat where it's like he gives up at least like whoever he's guarding. There's like a, basically a 60% chance of them like scoring or something like that. God damn, that's bad. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. But... The Nuggets defense isn't like we're not a one on defense like that. Like we're not bad, but we're not great. So like I expect us to give up points. It's just we got to score more than they do. We got to make the stops when they matter the most. Right. So that that's just really that. Is there any other trades that matter this in this whole ordeal? Yeah, you know who got done dirty? Who was that? John Wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> that man. Dirty. He, he wants to get out of Houston so bad in the offseason. He gets out of Houston and then gets traded right back at the He talked so much shit in the podcast, bro. 
And then he got traded. He got traded back. I wasn't even going to building. I don't think he did. They bought him out like today. Actually, they bought him out. But okay, so he's free to sign anywhere. Like I I don't know what he's been doing this season. uh, Been up with him. He's just he's been on the Clippers bench. Like he plays, but like they had him play in his first game and he played well. Like the very first game after they signed him and he played well, and then I rarely heard his name after that. Like he's just he's just on the bench, and it being a Clippers team that's not. It's not even that they're bad. They just don't have their players. Because right. Kawhi always wants to sit out for whatever reason. Yeah. I've never seen a player take so many damn rest days because of uh, quote-unquote injuries. <laughs> An injury rest day. I've never seen a player do that as much as him. I mean, John Wall scoring 11.4 points per game. Like, do you think that he can be picked up by a team and be an asset? Or do you think that he's just another one of those old guys that, yeah, he scores, but he's not going to play a role for you. So no team that's contending is going to pick him up. Somebody will pick him up. Somebody will pick him up for the veteran leadership that he has and the fact that he can score. And he's a and he's an assist man. Yeah. So like somebody like. Milwaukee just got rid of George Hill because he wasn't doing much. Who's the? I don't know who the backup is to Milwaukee, but I could see John Wall going to Milwaukee. I don't see him going to Miami because what's the point in going to Miami? He's if John. I'll say this: John Wall's only going to contenders, probably. Yeah, I mean, he would be just as good as having Kyle Lowry there. Like Kyle Lowry has been a disaster for Miami. He'd be better than having Kyle Lowry there. At least, at least. He would score ten points. Kyle Lowry doesn't even score eight. Probably that was a that was a horrible pickup by Miami trying to get Kyle Lowry out there. Like he I is, don't even know what that. I still didn't. I didn't like that try that trade from the jump. Neither did I. Honestly, like I thought that Miami was going to go a little bit bigger. I also thought that Miami was going to go bigger this trade deadline, and they uh, they needed did to happen. Did you hear like the rumor? Did there was a rumor like I don't know what the trade included. I don't know if it was John Wall included. Oh, it was, I know it was a trade for like. Getting rid of Kyle Lowry, but Pat, uh, what you call him, was sleep. Pat Riley was sleep. My man's was taking a nap, is what I heard allegedly happened, and that is. How could you take a nap on the trade deadline? I mean, that man's old. How old is Pat Riley? Uh, he is old. Gotta be like eighty something, right? Yeah, I would say so. At least seventy or eighty something. He's he definitely he's definitely he definitely ain't a young cat. So. 77 years old, and he looks a lot older than that. So I, I'll take that. But bro, you can't can't sleep through a... Uh, or you got to at least have somebody take your place. Right. For these situations. Facts. Like, it's, it's just crazy. It's oh, crazy. the Nuggets were on NBA TV? Oh, wish I had known that. The game's, like, damn near over. It's like two minutes left. You could have watched the game. I could have watched the game. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not crying. I'm... Gonna watch the Lakers tonight. Are they playing at ten o'clock? Yeah, they're playing Portland at ten o'clock. They got Portland supposedly blowing y'all out, or not blowing y'all out, but favorited to win, like that's, big time favorited. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's gonna play out. But I don't know, I don't know. I don't think that's gonna play out either, for the simple fact that I, Portland's not good. Yeah. Wonder who uh, is LeBron playing tonight? Probably not. Oh, you know what? I just thought about this too. The Warriors got uh Gary Payton th- uh Jr. back. Did they? I didn't even Yeah. Slid right under my radar. Yeah, cuz the trade almost didn't go through cuz he failed a physical, but 
Oh, did they it was decide? Like a three- yeah, that's right. Did they decide to keep him? They gave him until uh, Friday, right? Yeah, they it went through. Uh, I remember reading the notification. That went through. James Wiseman got traded away. Did he? I'm yeah, just... they traded him away. Where did they trade him to? Oh, uh, I don't remember where. Let me look. I just know they did it, and it was like a way for him to get a clean start. That was that 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 experiment failed quick. It didn't even really get to be experimented. He went to Sadiq Bay. Oh, not there. He went to the Pistons. Yeah, he's a piston. I feel sorry for him. Well, Well, he'll get he'll get he'll get his time. Yeah, bro's got a championship ring, so I guess for the rest of his career, he can just be in relative, uh, you know. That sucks. That's crazy. So let's see. The four-team deal, it was a four-team deal for Gary Payton. Payton's 30 years old? Wow. Gary Payton Jr. played a kid. I can't believe that. This is doing everything but telling me what I want to know. There were so many trades. It's wild that, like, yeah, I, I was so plugged in on the trade deadline and still missed stuff like this. Yeah, it was a lot of, like, little small deals that people, that kind of went went by quick that nobody even uh, paid attention to. Yeah, I mean, KD got traded at, like, what, 2 o'clock in the morning? Yes, early as hell. Early as hell. You said what? I said, I said, was my text the first thing to alert you to that? It wasn't the first one. I had saw it. I had seen it before I went to sleep. And then I woke up and saw yours. And I was like, yep. Oh, boy, is gone. Oh, boy, done up and out of here. I, I think that's about it for the NBA, though. What do you think? I think so, too. I think those are only those are all the major ones. Because nobody, there wasn't outside of KD. There really wasn't any major, bl- and yeah, no, there really wasn't any major blockbuster trade that was like, oh, this team is now uh, in real contention for the NBA Finals, right? Because I still don't think the the Mavs are in, gonna make the finals. Oh, definitely not. I don't think the Mavs are. The Mavs are gonna be a playing team. Yeah, and I don't think, and I think they can't get any better because they didn't. They traded away pieces that could have helped them. Getting Kyrie, little role player pickups, and because not- I I would have never traded away Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, especially because he's been helping. You know, he's been scoring pretty well since he went back right. to the Nets. Like, boys, a yeah, he's, he's uh, tw- I'm, I know. Last I looked, he had like twenty. It's probably more now, but he had twenty when I last looked at the score. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's. Some of these, some of these NBA trades. I think NBA trades are the more are the more weirder trades than NFL trades. Some of them are just very short sighted. Like mm-hmm. NBA trades are not building for the future. NBA trades just get really weird. And I also think like trading draft picks is a waste to some degree. Because like there was one I don't remember who. It's like two teams or two trades that happen where they traded five like five picks with the player. Yeah, like so you'll get 
So I'm going to just throw Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton II, I'll say. You, it was like him and five draft picks, and they sent, they shifted. I'm like, what the hell is with these five draft picks? And five second round, I'm like, yo, second round draft picks be cool, but they eight times out of ten don't amount to nobody. Yeah, like second round draft picks, they're, they're not really worth much. Like you get maybe a, a, a third role player, you know what I mean? Like a third string role player. Yeah, unless you plan to use these draft picks to trade next year or something. I don't I don't understand them. Right, but then that just snowballs it. Like, it's just not worth anything. Like, a first-round draft pick, worth a lot. Second-round draft pick, like, it, it's the difference between, like, a first and a sixth in the NFL. Yes. Yes. Because there's only two rounds in the daggone NBA. So, either way, a lot. it's a lot more players that don't get drafted in the NBA than the NFL. Yeah, that's true. I mean... And it's just harder to make the NBA, honestly. Like, there's less opportunities. Yeah, that's very true. Well, I think that's all we have on the trade life of the NBA. And now we get to sit back and watch how these trades unfold and see what teams are going to be legit and what teams are going to be quitters. Yep. And now we got a lot more NASCAR talk coming because your boy's about to be watching the Daytona 500 come Sunday. Oh, you're about to have a time of your life. Praise hell, praise Dave. <laughs> <Yeehaw>! <laughs> oh, man, I love that. But I think that.